Welcome back, everyone, and happy hump day. This is Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and in an attempt to get some more Canadian viewership and listeners, Andy went all the way up north, somehow snuck across the border, and is hanging out at Timmy H's today. How's it going, Andy? Not too bad. And yeah, I think I've said this before. We had some in Minnesota. They tried to Canadianize us. They opened like five branches. Just up and made didn't make it. Like, nah, uh, we got Duncan. Like, get, get your ass back to Canada. And now, <laughs> if you live in Ontario, you can't even leave Ontario. So, you will just have to have your Timmies. And that was our Canadian. That was our Canadian corner for today. But yes, this is. I just clicked this. I couldn't see it in the previews. They're so much smaller. And then I got to it. I'm like, oh, this is the Tim Hortons one. Whatever, we'll roll with it. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Fuck it, we're fine. Yeah, none of them lasted. Tim Patrick says there were some in St. Louis. Apparently, it just it was a failed foray into the U.S. market. But whatever, we have a lot of Canadian friends. We respect their love for Timbits, and we'll roll on into the into the Wednesday slate. What you say, huh? Yeah, let's do it. I will mention again that we're hiring. Yes, and do and. Don't be too if you know if you have taken a look at that job, don't be too intimidated by the giant list of things that are on there. I believe uh if you are excelling in any of those things, you should apply. And we can certainly work with someone on trying to fill in the rest of it, fill in the rest of those skills with some training or some help or some overlap with some other people at the company. So definitely take a look at that. I will retweet that again today. And yeah, let's just slide right into the NBA because it seems like you had a little bit of action today. It is a gigantic slate in the NBA tonight. We have 12 games. So, um, you know, normally I just have one or two things picked here. I don't know what these are, Andy. These look old. Yeah, I might have I might have pulled some old numbers. So this is this is not what I wanted. This oh, that's is okay. As Andy sort of hide. slides around here and figures things out, um, you know, as I was taking a look today, I got a bunch of games. The first thing that stuck out to me, um, Cleveland, the money line here, Cleveland is an underdog at home. They're hosting the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls continue to be without Zach Levine. Cleveland looks to be a healthy. Jared Allen's back. Colin Sexton's been playing very well. Um, just really like this matchup for Cleveland. I have them as small favorites here. You know, the line's right around one and a half, two. You know, usually I would like to grab plus three, but when you get down to one and a half, two, two and a half, I'm happy to just grab the money line here, plus 120. Again, I have them as a small favorite, so pretty good value in that for me. I think plus anything is, is probably a solid play. Cleveland's been great at home. They have the bigs to match up with Vucevic. They have the rebounding to keep the Bulls off the board. And again, no Zach Levine, so the Cleveland guard should really carry the day there. Like the matchup, like my numbers here, so we'll go with an underdog, Andy, plus 120. I like it. I, I'm not excited about betting Cleveland, but a couple weeks ago I wasn't excited about betting, you know, the Knicks every night. And here we are. It's been a thing. So fuck it. We'll just we'll roll with the numbers. Yes, indeed. Another underdog here at Memphis. They're right around plus one or so. Um, they're visiting the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard. It looks like he's going to be out indefinitely with a foot issue. The Clippers are back home after a road trip. It is a back-to-back for them. It is a third game in four nights. I expect them just to be absolutely wiped out from a physical standpoint. Memphis uh, looks like they might get Jaron Jackson Jr. back tonight. I don't expect him to play a full load, but that'll be good for the locker room. And if he plays even 15, 20 minutes, um, that'll be a nice pickup for Memphis. Brandon Clark's healthy. John Morant's healthy. All the other backups that kind of had nagging injuries for Memphis seems like they're all right. 
So again, happy to take them at plus anything here. I actually got, I think, like plus 105 or plus 108 or something. You know, similar to Cleveland here, I have them a small favorite, a little bigger favorite than I would have Cleveland. I'd, I'd have them probably minus two in this game, right around minus 120 or so. So, you know, plus anything's good here, like the Grizzlies on the road in Los Angeles. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise with the Clippers last night. They shystered us as we – I mean, you, you pretty much predicted it. You said, like, this is if this is what's happening, we're in trouble. And then the NBA, as it, as it will do every day to somebody, got us. I was surprised it was Kawhi because he had been off the injury reports, and I guess his foot thing came back or something, and he wasn't on there because they were planning on announcing that. But that'll be okay. We'll go against him tonight in that spot. And I do have a total – we're back to the unders here. It's, I think, been a little while since I've had one of these that I really like. Utah, Houston, under 226.5. As I start to look at my numbers here, um, let me just double-check where I had that. I have this game um, at 221, you know, maybe 222. So under 226, really anything down to under 225 should be okay. Utah is without Donovan Mitchell. Houston is not interested in winning. Um, I think we're just going to see a slow, kind of ugly game here, I think, both teams. I mean, Utah is going to be able to defend Houston. Houston is, I don't know, they'll be there, but Utah, again, without Mitchell, does not put up a lot of big numbers. I think that we'll see um, a pretty low score tonight. My only hesitation is, you know, maybe we might have some blowout potential here. So if you're watching this game live and we get to the end of the first half and the under's looking pretty good, Utah's up by a bunch of points. Don't don't hesitate to middle there with a little bit of a live over or something. I'll try to tweet or put something out on BetSports for that. But under 226.5, all the way down to under 225, looks good to me there. I like a middle on a blowout because I, I feel like they over-adjust a little on those sometimes. Maybe the only good betting I've ever done in the NBA is live betting. And, boy, when that doesn't go right, bless you. When that doesn't go right, it can go full uh, hand jobs for Ewoks, and you can sit there and <laughs> lose a good chunk of your bankroll while walking the dog, if anyone knows that yep. story. Blowouts are tough in the NBA because you get to the end of those fourth quarters and, you know, if a team's up 20 and the other team, again, like Houston in this position, has no interest in winning, they'll just kind of roll out the second unit. You'll just turn it into a track meet and you'll just be horrified watching like a 70-point fourth quarter. So keep an eye on that. I don't think necessarily it's going to be in a blowout, but there's a tiny bit of potential there. Yeah, I mean, the Houston is is very, very, very bad. Like, I, and there he is. I, I was wondering if I could, you know, say the devil's name and watch him appear there. Live betting the NBA is easy peasy. It certainly is not. But if you pay attention, there's often some bad lines. I know a few guys who sit there and watch those screens the whole time and will pick off bad stuff all the time. Um, here's where I'm at today. I'm, uh, I don't know. Like maybe I've just, I've had my fill of NFL draft. I haven't. I'm going to add more of those. I will talk more about those later in the week. We'll talk about them more on the deep dive tonight. We have a very fun special guest from the other side of the counter tonight on the deep dive. That'll be a good one to talk about some draft stuff. This is where I'm at. I am betting round one matchups in a team event. I sat and pulled the, I'm going to bet some full tournament stuff too, but I I said this. I said, if they're going to give me round one matchups, I will play round one. I will play round three. I'm probably not done with these. I'm probably going to bet more of these. I'm probably going to find some underdogs I like. I, I needed to just kind of evaluate some of those numbers first. But I there was like four favorites that just popped out at me real hard right away. And this is, I said, maybe maybe a little bit easier because essentially these – 
you know, these four men that are playing with each other against each other are all going to just play. They're all going to play the holes. They're all going to play all 18 holes. So I'm looking for some guys with some low floors because even if their partner is able to par the hole, you know, they're not helping at all with uh, playing poorly. So, I mean, just a lot of my usual fades are in here with EVR Clark for telly, the cook Landry thing. I just couldn't get, I couldn't get them anywhere near, Garnett and hopefully Stallings can just hold us on. But yeah, like you can see the Sue Gim, I have them as a outright. I'm probably going to play them top 20. Clark, Wyndham Clark is somebody I faded last week to some success. He's going to be right in there again. So I did, I did think it was a little easier to evaluate the four ball than evaluate a, a whole weekend with playing the yeah. alternate shot too as well. So EVR kid, I like Minnesota golfer, golfer, love the kid, but falling in with Darren Clark and or Darren Clark, Wyndham Clark <laughs> and Darren Clark's a whole different person falling in. Also at, not Wyndham Earl. Yeah. At that minus one ten, I love that one. That's probably my favorite. I will say I'm betting these small. Like I'm not going nuts this week. I'm probably going to bet everything for about as half as much as I do. I still have to figure out not only who I'm using for one and dones, but also the rules. Double check your rules. If you play in one and dones, there are some who will let you take, uh, let's say I was taking Grace and Harold Varner the third. Say you could take Brandon Grace and you wouldn't burn Varner. There are some that just say pick one, you get the score of both players for the tournament or the, the, the income, the winnings, what have you. But you don't have to burn both players. So double check your rules on that. I think there's some fun workarounds to a little bit of game theory you could use to pick your one and done. But, uh, you know, again, enjoy that. That's going to be tricky as fuck this week. Have fun with that. So mine and, yeah, Dev says mine is team pick one guy and you get the team yeah a lot of them are going to be that way i'm in like four for with the the mayo cup i'm gonna have to check what the rules are there i'm in i'm on three different sites for one and done so uh, double check your rules make sure you know what you're doing so you can maximize your value on this uh, i said this yesterday i'll say it again i will have a blog out this afternoon with all my plays for the pre-tournament Round one matchups, full tournament matchups, any props I play, and the outrights. If I do add anything, I'll have a blog up on BetSperts today. And uh, we we did our first golf stream with a host or a co-host last night, Miss Pamela Maldonado. It was just I enjoyed kind of, a little uh, bit of that. Yeah, we said let's just wing it today and see how it goes. Introduce you. I don't want to get too deep into this, but yeah, next week will be full real tournament. Let's play. We're going to play the golf on the Nintendo. We're going to try to beat the course record. We're going to go through all the different betting angles that we want to hit on every week. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Mighty, we have a name. We'll have a name and a logo by next week. So Untitled Golf Project, Untitled golf project is RIP and Approaching the Green is like, like the Phoenix from the Flames. It'll be what? rising from the ashes next week. So looking one. looking forward to that one. That's the best I can come up with. So I like it. I'm, you know, again, I had a winning week again. So maybe that's driving some of this, but I'm unreasonably excited for golf again, even considering I likely won't watch any of this. At <laughs> least not, at least not. To, I want, I'll watch some this weekend, but there's all, there's almost zero chance I will watch any of this team play on Friday and, and Thursday. 
like there's much better things to do with my time. So I will, uh, I will get into, I will get into probably round three again, if they're just going to have daily matchups and they're going to let me do, you know, four ball matchups, I'll probably attack those again. I think that's a good way to do it. I, you were talking about the full tourney matchups and I can only imagine it's like trying to balance out the oh. two different types of competition and the team aspect of it. So I think round around is probably the, uh, the better way to go. And I will say, I did forget to mention that too. I don't think it plays big into this, but uh, Griffin wasn't, Lanto wasn't scheduled to play this one. He was added like Monday with a couple of scratches. So that's kind of a team that's only had a, you know, it's not like these teams have been preparing for, I mean, some have. Some of these guys have been playing together for years and they have been preparing for a while, but I think it doesn't help you to get thrown into a matchup on this late. So I like that one quite a bit too, fading Lanto. And, uh, Let's close it with a bunch of tennis because I think you have a bunch of tennis today. That's a lot of tennis going on. It's um, it's interesting because there's tennis happening right now. Some of our picks are going as we speak. Miss Potapova, who we bet on, took a medical timeout and is, is not looking too great. She's down a set and a break, so we might lose that one. But Contivate looks like she might do well. At the very least, we beat the pants off the number there. Let's jump into Istanbul. These All these matches will be tomorrow, you know, early morning, East Coast, even earlier morning if you're West Coast. Barbara Krejcikova is playing Anna Bogdan, and the market has offered us 20 games and two and a half sets at plus 175. I love these numbers. I would have this at 21. The over two and a half sets price should be plus 155. You know, maybe you could make a case for, for plus 160, but again, I just, it's tough. As you go back and look at a lot of tennis statistics, your average tennis match is very quick. But when you have competitive matches like this, you go to look at the money line here. I believe it's pretty close. Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry, it's not. Um, Krejcikova is a solid favorite here. So, you know, taking a look at this, I think the match will be long. Krejcikova is the better player. But I think Bogdan's going to be a lot more competitive than we're getting credit for here. So happy to take the overs. Again, I'd have it at 21 and, and plus 155. So 20, 20 and a half is fine. The over two and a half sets, you could play that down to probably plus 165. So we'll stack it up there for you, Andy. I love a stack. You know I always play these. Yeah, but I do like the dogs a lot. I like your reasonable dogs. Like this Kanepi one, that's going to make the card for me for sure tonight. Kanepi's plus 105. She's playing Veronica Kudermatova, who was our champion a few weeks ago. Kudermatova. Uh, she's done very the well. Known Kudermatova. That's right. Oh, well, God. if you know tennis, you know the Kuder monster. Um, this is not her best surface. She generally plays better on hard courts. Clay, she, she does well. I mean, she she holds up nicely, but Kanepi is someone who generally does a lot better. I love the way that she played in her first match. I just I have her as the favorite here again, minus 120, almost minus 125 as I start to look at some of my numbers. So plus anything's good here, even like a minus 105 on Kanepi is probably fine. I just think Kudermatov was getting a little too much credit from her title on the clay in Charleston as opposed to the real clay that we have this week. Is there any differences? Are these pretty similar? This is both like, I think I grabbed the right screenshots. I haven't watched any women's tennis yet this week, but like, I feel like I grabbed, but I, I think Stuttgart used to be a different surface as well too. So hopefully yeah, Stuttgart like, was, was hard court. It's always been indoors, but you got an outdoor clay court there. So that's good. Yeah, this no, one, and it's, it's this one for sure is right. It says Stuttgart yeah. on the dirt. So 
Yeah, the only real difference is Stuttgart's indoors, which really what that means is it's, it's better for servers. They don't have any wind messing up. Your better servers will tend to be more accurate. Some of your power players can swing a little more freely, not having to play the wind. And what we have here is a match that just really confuses the heck out of me. Carolina Pliskova, and this is Pliskova the greater. There are two Pliskovas. This one, Carolina, is the better of the two, but has had a really tough year despite being someone that really has all the tools you'd want from a tennis player. She has a lot of power. She, or she has arguably the best serve on tour when it's, when it's going well, moves well, You know, generally plays with a fair amount of intelligence. She's playing Elena Ostapenko here, who is a ton of fun to watch. She just is running out there, smashing the ball. If you're someone that likes to watch her, people stand on return. Um, Ostapenko gets about as close to the net as she can, whereas other players on clay will tend to stand back more as they have more time to get to the ball and move and kind of return where she likes to create a lot of pressure. I expect this to be a very competitive match. I went over 21 here. I didn't go over two and a half sets because I expect Pliskova to win this match. She should win it fairly comfortably. And it's it was just, as I started to look around, the prices for over two and a half sets, it was right around plus 145, which is pretty close to what I have it. But this total should be 21 and a half. So 21 is a solid number there. Happy to jump on board in the over and what could be a good match and what could be a very weird match. Yeah, essentially, like, Ostapenko winning the first set would guarantee this. Like, because Pliskova's not going to quit on this. If Ost- if Ostapenko loses the first set, I'm wor- I'm a little worried. She can pout. Yeah, that's true. I, maybe, maybe not just loses. Like, if Ostapenko is in it, if she loses by a single break, or she loses, you know, 7-5-6-4, if she loses in a tie break, maybe, maybe that's even worse for her mind. You know what she can get. Like I want her to win the first set very badly for this, but uh, this, this one was tough for that together. very reason. Yeah, like this, it seems like to me like this either goes way over or way under. Like we're either going to get twenty two, twenty three games here, or we're going to get nineteen. Uh, again, I think we'll go over. But um, if you watch this tomorrow, you get up and look down at your score, and it's something like six four six two. It was it was in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I've got another underdog here, Andy, and this one's not as modest, but I'm actually playing this one for a full stake. Usually when we're talking about something in the plus 200 range, something at this big a number, I'm going half a stake. I think this is a really big edge. Angelique Kerber um, in her second match has had a chance to play on these courts. Look very, very good. Beating the pants off the qualifier in her first match today. She faces Alina Svitolina. Svitolina had a bye in the first round, has yet to play here, has yet to play on clay at all, and has been spending a lot of time taking pictures and talking about being engaged. Congratulations to her. Very happy for her and Mr. Monfils. That'll be really fun. I like the GEMS acronym. That really worked for me and stuff. But when it comes down to tennis, I've got Kerber in her home country in some good form on a surface where she generally does a little bit better, given that she can be inside, she can handle the serve, whereas you know, Svitolina would, frankly, I think, prefer to play outside where her fitness and things like that are, have a bigger edge. So happy to take Kerber here, plus 195. Uh, I have this much, much, much lower than this. I have her like plus 130, plus 140. I kept playing around with stuff, trying to see if I could get it to this number, and I couldn't. So happy to take this, plus 195. And again, this is a full stake for me when normally it would be a half or three quarters of a stake at this price. Yeah, she's a high-end player. She has been. That's the weird part about some of the ebbs and flows in the WTA market, where and you know, granted, surface dependent too. Like, and who you're playing. Like, I just looked at Sitsipas's number for tomorrow, and that is prohibitive. I was hoping to back him at like minus four, minus four and a half. It's going to be like five, five and a half versus ADM. That's, yeah. Those are two top twenty-five players. It's and, weird that Demon Hour isn't better on clay, but he isn't. I guess he just he, doesn't. He can't hit through it. 
he is always hoping oh. other people miss. He can't hit winners. No, he just maybe if he puts on a little weight, gets a little, he's a skinny little fart. So, but yeah, like you have two top 25 players and one is like a minus 800 favorite or whatever 1.14 is. So that one is, we'll just, I'll just cheer from Sitsipas, cheer for Sitsipas from afar. I used to hate that kid. I hated his guts. Like when he first came on, he was stupid. All in you, you talk about uh, the gems Instagram, like, since that's all he cared about. He was going to be like a YouTuber. It's like or the Spicoli was... of tennis. Yeah. Like, he looks like Spicoli. Like, if Spicoli like were to be. Now. And, like, maybe Sitsipas is going to order a pizza on court one day. I'm just waiting for it. But, like, that same sort of way if you're like, hey, everything's going to be okay. He's a little more philosophical. But it's – it's. I'm getting close. I don't know if that's the best analogy. But something like that. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, we'll close here. Patrick brings up day baseball. Do the Phillies win today? I think it's Elfin on the mound. Yeah, um, I have no idea. That I'll check with my mom and see if she's going. Now. She was trying to get tickets. If my mom is going, I'll tweet that out. The Phillies have an incredible record when she's in the stadium, um, but I don't think she's going, so I, I can't guarantee a victory. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to lay minus one twenty with them. They haven't looked good this week, so no, no, no the look bats, in there. The no look in there. And definitely going to need some help. And then just. Take all the dogs and the, oh, God, we have Pirates, Tigers? What's wrong with the schedulers? Like, nobody wants that in the middle of the day. I guess you got Orioles, Marlins. Orioles are kind of tricky, sneaky right now. Like, if you're going to get plus 50 on the Orioles, you you might want to take a look at that. And then, yeah, just bet, some- the, bet the underdog in the Pirates, Tigers game. Um, Rockies, Astros will take the over. Twins, you know what? Twins are 6 and 10 somehow. That's not great. Uh, you're getting them at even, though. Those are tricky records. Take the Twins, um, the Nats over. I'm going to like nail all these and be mad that I didn't bet any of them. Angels <laughs> run line. Angels win by Angels alternate run line minus two and a half. Padres Brewers over. Sox Indians under. There's a lot of games. In fact, there's even a Diamondbacks Reds game that's going to resume from the from uh, the other day, a suspended game. So, yeah, and then Scott says this will be the closer for the day. Even worse, the Tigers and Pirates play twice. A double header. Yeah, Patrick said the, same the total for the first game is five and a half. I guess that's one of those seven inning inning guys. They they are still doing these seven inning double headers. Okay. Which some people are still mad that about it. The it does, five and a half. It does make hitting. It does make betting a little tricky. You run into so. You can run into very little bullpen in some of those games. It, it makes it tricky, but uh, for the most part, um, I don't bet any of those games, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, thanks, sponsor. Before we go, you can still sign up and get your $500 risk-free bet and bet on either of the Tigers and Pirates doubleheader games. Is it on Kerber? Risk-free. You could bet on those terrible, terrible games, up to $500, 1000 in Michigan. Links are in the pinned tweet, and that'll do us for today. We'll catch you tomorrow. A little bit of everything, and I think more draft props tomorrow. I'm starting what? to build I'm starting to build that up, so we'll get there. I almost hit the opening title credits. I gotta do the closing title. See folks, this is why we're hiring someone. Andy needs help. Yeah, producer would have nailed it. Think about all the picks he'd be giving if he didn't have to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd be betting baseball. Do 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 do. Mm-hmm.